The Courage to Lead, episode 132. You're listening to the IB4E Coaching Podcast. Brought to you by IB4E Coaching, business coaching for executives, entrepreneurs, and small business professionals. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com. Hey, Coach Arlen here. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a phenomenal week. Um, I'm having a great week and I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today. Please help me welcome Robert Hartline. Robert Hartline went from selling cell phones from the trunk of his car in college in 1994 in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, to building a chain of 68 wireless stores called Absolute Wireless in 1998. At its peak, Absolute Wireless had 400 employees across five states, and for two years in a row, Absolute Wireless was recognized as the fastest growing business in Middle Tennessee with revenue nearly $100 million a year. In December of 2020, Robert sold his wireless stores, now focused on leading Call Proof, an app and coaching organization that helps field sales teams build a structure and capture more business through technology which he used for his own organization and hundreds of field salespeople throughout the United States. Robert Hartline enjoys teaching other entrepreneurs how to manage the energy of sales staff and sales leadership. Customers who use the CallProof app are able to easily manage the daily sales activities for field salespeople. And along with his group of outsourced sales managers, they help owners get sales on the right track and follow the best practices for outside sales organizations. When Robert isn't working, he's spending time with his wife and young boys in Nashville, or traveling to his home in Costa Rica. Robert, welcome to the show. Harlan, thanks for having me. Awesome. Oh, this is great. Costa Rica. That is a dream of mine, is to, to have a little place in Costa Rica. How did that happen? Well, it's funny you should ask that because um, um, I read a book many years ago called Traction. Yes. And um, I... At the moment in time that I read that book, um, I was separated from my wife. I had about 11 locations. Uh, I was not being well compensated for my time and energy. And I read that book and just said, holy snikers, I got to get involved. I got to get engaged and I got to make some changes here if I want to see some success. So at the, at the time I did have a business coach, but we weren't really working on a any kind of particular business process or anything. And, and he was, he was not a, uh, did not have any experience there, but said, this is what I want to do. I believe in it. Uh, and, uh, I believe we could make this happen. And to make a long story short, I created a vision and inside that vision, I said, I wanted to have a company that had a hundred million dollars in revenue. I wanted to save my marriage and I wanted to bring my family and live in Costa Rica and believe it or not, it just sounds crazy. You write things down and these things magically happen, you know, and, and it's not magic, but there was a lot of work. Don't get me wrong, but I did all of those things in three years, went from 11 million to nearly hundred million in sales in those three years. Wow. Uh, moved my, my family to Costa Rica, um, was on the show house hunters international. Wow. Uh, so it, you know, I have it documented and you know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's uh, it was definitely an amazing experience, and I love going. We could not make the school quite work. The schools uh, work out for the. I got a thirteen and a nine year old, but man, gosh, it's so much fun. You've got nice. to go. Absolutely, and traction. That's Gino Wickman, right? The EOS. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Is uh, I was listening to Gino's uh, podcast on EOS Life like 
60 mm-hmm. days ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to be an EOS implementer. There you go. And I went to Vegas two weeks ago and now I am. <laughs> Are you really? Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, I started reading the books and I'm actually helping uh, one of my clients go through the whole program with him and stuff. And I've considered uh, going to getting the certification. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable group cool. of men and women business leaders that do this. It's such great work. Awesome. Such fun. All right. Well, we're definitely going to talk offline about that. All right. I want to talk about how you got started, um, how you built your empire, what that was like for you, where you found the courage to do all that. We'll get back to everything related to that. But first, I've got 10 questions. These are questions that I ask every one of my guests before we start the program. Uh, Questions made famous on the TV show Inside the Actor's Studio, where the host James Lipton asked these questions of his Hollywood guests from TV, film, and stage. And I figure if they're good enough for the Hollywood elite, they're certainly good enough for my guests. So if you're ready... I've got two questions for you. All right. Question number one, what is your favorite word? Uh, my favorite word is, uh, unfortunately for me, it's probably the word. Yes. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Um, can't. Yes. Um, what turns you on? Uh, actually I love seeing people that I have worked with and coached, uh, achieve what they didn't think they thought was possible. Nice. Very nice. What turns you off? My lazy people <laughs> and not living up to their expectations of their own. Their potential. Absolutely. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, what sound or noise? Do- I love laughter. Okay. What sound or noise do you hate? Weed eaters. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, What is your favorite curse word? Uh, Favorite curse word? Gosh, that was probably the the S word probably. Okay. Um, What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, wow. Profession. I have always thought I'd be a really good cop. Not cool. because I could, you know, bully people around, <laughs> but I feel like I could talk people out of making bad decisions. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That'd be a good skill to have. All right. Question nine. What, it, what profession would you not like to do? Be a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> <laughs> good job. All right. Finally, question 10. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Welcome aboard. All right, Robert, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about how you got your start. We're going to talk about your uh, wireless phone empire and uh, how you got started with that. And at some point, we'll transition into courage and leadership. All right. Got it. Okay. So listeners, we'll cover that and more right after this. So stick with us. Imagine having a trusted group of CEOs at your disposal. Imagine having your very own peer advisory team who could work you through the problems and questions in your business before you had to make those difficult decisions. Imagine you had a group of advisors that had your back and met for the sole purpose of making you successful in your business. What would you be able to accomplish then? Well, you don't have to imagine anymore. You can have that and more when you join my Business Success Mastermind Group. Join my Business Success Mastermind Group today. Learn more at ib4e-coaching.com forward slash mastermind. 
All right. I'm back with my guest, Robert Hartline. Robert, thanks again for agreeing to be on the podcast. It's good to have you here, sir. Um, so tell me, how did you get your start? How did you get your start? Where did the, uh, the idea of come, uh, putting wireless? Well, I, you know, I was in college. I'd spent all my college money. I was a freshman. I had done my first semester. Um, second semester, I, had, I, I basically needed a job. Answered a classified ad uh, for a door-to-door sales job selling phones. And uh, I called them and I found out that they paid $350 for training. And I was like, sign me up. I did the training. It took a week. Uh, I was in a hotel in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, honestly, I didn't, I wasn't completely bought in, but I just kind of went along for the ride. And um, I had a very awesome um, sales manager. His name is Rob Toso, who kind of took me under his wing and showed me that I could sell. Um, I didn't, I'm, I am naturally not an outgoing uh, kind of person. Um, and so it was definitely outside of my comfort zone, uh, going door to door, knocking on doors in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. They'd, they'd come to the door and say, hi, my name is Robert and I'm with Telego. We have a phone that's a cordless phone at your house and a cell phone while you're away. I love an opportunity to sit down with you and your wife and talk about how you need this safety and security device. Cause remember back then 1994, who had mm-hmm. cell phones, right. Attorneys and business people. And, but uh, normal everyday people didn't. And it was a, it was a, it was actually a grand test by GTE, which would turn into cellular one, which would also turn into Verizon. Anyway, I did that for a number of years and I watched a lot of people struggle. I, I discovered really quick because, you know, of course, I was in college and I wanted to party and I wanted to have a girlfriend and to do what they did was at night. And I was like, you know what? There's all these business open businesses that are open, right? I don't got to wait till the evening when people are home. I can just go to a business park and walk in and, and start talking. And I was amazed. Uh, it, it was it was I was one of the number one salespeople there. And it was primarily because I knew that I needed to go to places where multiple people were. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing more fun than getting, you know, you walk into a business and you get that one guy to say yes, or he's asking questions. And next thing right. you know, I got five people in a break room and taking orders. Nice. So that was a lot more efficient than, than that. So that, that's really how I got my start is just learning that I had the capability to sell. And, and I keep telling this to people and they just don't get it. I mean, it's an unlimited amount of money to make in sales. You just got to talk to people and yeah. get over the stranger danger. Well, that's, that's the thing is getting over that, not only the stranger danger, but getting over the, the, the limiting belief of, Oh, I'm going to be disturbing these people. You know, they don't want to hear from me. Right. Correct. Correct, man. And I, and I've got to say, like you said, back in 94 or whatever, a lot of people didn't have cell phones, right? Um, I didn't think I needed a cell phone for the longest period of time. It's like, ah, I don't, why do I want to carry a phone around with me everywhere? And now I'm like stuck. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot go anywhere without that phone, right? Oh gosh, I spent 15 years trying to convince people to get a smartphone. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it, and so now it's like, uh, if I took it away from you, you'd freak out. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, I used to know all of my friends' phone numbers, right? By heart. Now I, I don't even know my own by heart, right? I got to look it up. It's crazy. Um, so then you started Absolute Wireless. 
Yeah, I started that in 98. So uh, I, I did the sales thing for four years, got hired on as commercial sales rep. When Nextel came into town, I became a Nextel dealer. Okay. And that I really was attracted to that because there's a new way, a new form of communication. I've really, the basis of my whole career is uh, getting people to connect in unique and different ways. And um, I've always been drawn to unique forms of communication as a way to speed up our connectiveness with each other, especially when we're apart from each other. You know, what we're doing today is, is uh, you know, kind of a, a live one to one. Right. Uh, but um, there's so many other forms. One of my favorite uh, apps is called Marco Polo. It's an asynchronous mm. app and it's a beautiful way for business people to stay in communication with their team, but not have the distractions of multiple phone calls when everyone has a thought in their head or question or concern. So you can, you know, batch those, but I started uh, selling uh, to businesses and um, you know, really that's, that's what started it all. And, you know, grew from one store to another store. Nice. Very cool. And at one point you said you had 400 employees across five States. Very yeah. cool. How did you train those guys? Did you have to fly out to each one of the, the areas and, and no, train them, or you, uh, you know, one, one of the things that I, I leaned in that really just helped me tremendously is when you understand uh, what your core values are and how you talk about your core values, when you onboard a new hire, uh, our core values at Absolute Wireless was occur because that's how you say I care in Nashville, Tennessee, because we got a little <laughs> Southern twang. <laughs> yep. So I occur. Uh, but it had a purpose and every single letter meant something like integrity, care about the customer and caring about the customer means when a customer walks into a store, I stand and greet them, give them solid eye contact, let them know that I care about them. Right. Then accountability was, was simple. Everyone is measurable. If I hold you accountable, Harlan, and you make more money, are you going to be upset with me? No. I hope not because I'm <laughs> he here to help you. Exactly. Uh, being adaptable. That was one of our core values. Things change. You got to be ready for it. Respect. I look you in the eye. I do what I say I'm going to do. We I'm on time. Last but not least was, was excite and excitement. I only hired excitable people. Nice. And if you were boring, this isn't the place to be boring because boring will cost your bank account a lot of money. Absolutely. And I, yeah, I try to talk to my clients about that, that your core values if you can set up your core values and teach everybody, these are what the core values are and make sure that they understand them and follow them. When we personally, we make all of our decisions based on our core values. If you don't yes. teach those core values to your employees, who knows what they're using to make their oh, yeah. decisions, right? Yeah. Cause uh, you as a leader are not with them side by side, making those tough decisions. I mean, they're alone with a client and they're faced with an obstacle. Maybe it's a temptation to be a little dishonest about what you offer, or maybe it's a, an opportunity to uh, not be forthcoming, you know, right. but if your company, it's not just about core values, it's the language, everything that we would do in the company. So when you got onboarded, we talked about scenarios for each core value. Yeah. When we get on calls, I would call you out and I say, Harlan, all right, you get this meeting started, you got to tell us the core values and nice. you have to know it. Yeah. Um, if, if there was a mistake that happened in the, in, in a store, let's say someone was tardy a lot. Well, that was a respect issue because if you're yes. late, you got other teammates that are trying to cover a store by themselves. Yeah. Well, that's pretty disrespectful to be late. Yeah. 
And so, you know, every issue that happens in an organization, you can almost always attribute it to some kind of lapse in core value alignment. Wow. And then at the peak, 2020, you sold all the wireless stores. Yeah. Yeah. Was that a tough decision for you? Well, you know, um, yes, it was a very tough decision. It was not a decision that I really was able to make, um, to make a very long story short, uh, T-Mobile had acquired Sprint and we were a Sprint dealership and always was pretty much treated very well with, with Sprint. Obviously there was always, there's always challenges, <laughs> but, um, little did we know they did not really care about the, um, the, the, the Sprint dealers, to be honest with you, just to be flat out honest with you. And I, I could go to a whole story about that, but, uh, luckily I did get out alive, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, not only was the pandemic, uh, uh, trying, but that whole, uh, transformation was, was really traumatic to me for me, because, you know, you, when you spend 22 years building something, you don't want to have to make an exit. Like I had to make an exit. Oh. And, um, and it was, you know, I look back on it. I, I spent the whole last year kind of beating myself up, but I watched other owners like me that they all had to do the same thing. In fact, three owners I personally know had heart trouble after they had sold. Cause it was so stressful. What, yeah. what was put onto us, but, but um, you know, I, I went through last year and this is something that, that I've heard from tons of entrepreneurs that, you know, they sell their business and they go through this air of depression. Mm -hmm. And for me, it felt like a divorce because I've had a divorce before and I know what it felt like, but when you sell your business, it's very similar. Yeah. And you're, you know, I don't know if you ever read the book, the three marriages, it talks about there's three relationships that we maintain. We have a relationship with ourselves, a relationship with our spouse and a relationship with our purpose. Yeah. When you take one of those away, you're, you're going to have a period of time where it's just this adjustment. It's, it's tough. Well, and uh, the employees too, what was it like for the employees? Were they, were they picked up? By the other company? Uh, yeah, well, a, a good bit of them were, um, you know, I, I, it, we had an amazing group of people. Uh, we all had a great time working together. It just honestly, the, the, the merger was trying on everyone in the whole organization. Yeah. And to add the, a pandemic on top of that, but it was just super trying. And man, I grew so much. So I, you know, I look at it now, like if you asked me six months ago, I would, I would be much angrier than I am now, but you know what? I am, I am, I am uh, satisfied with how things are turning out. Good. Very cool. And then tell me about your new product call proof. Is that something yeah. you came up with? Yeah. So uh, I started call proof 10 years ago and I initially started it uh, number one, to solve my own pain, I had an outside sales team and I also had lists of customers that needed to be followed up with. And I had these employees that were standing in the store. And if there's nobody in the store, what do you want them to do? Right. And so I built a tool. So number one, our customers would get followed up with, find opportunities. 
And then I needed a tool, my field sales guy to target businesses that are around the store. And uh, it was, it, it, you know, besides EOS, having a system uh, like we have in our app to actually make it easy to identify who our target audiences are and who we should be selling to is phenomenal. So our app as it stands today, it's 26 million businesses sorted by employee, SIC code, industry, wow. uh, revenue. And you, if, 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 you know, we do a lot of work in the auto glass business. Okay. And so let's say you sell auto glass. Well, who do you want to call on? You want to call on insurance agents in your neck, neck of the woods. Exactly. And so you click a button that says agents. It shows a map. You use your finger in your circle, 25 visits. You hit add to route. And it tells you which person to go first, second, wow. third, fourth. And so, you know, the, right. the, the most, what, what I think is so funny is full circle that I am selling an app for outside salespeople to do cold calling. Cause that's how I started my career. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and it, nice. and, um, and this is what I realized, like old school selling has not stopped working. Oh yeah. You know, everyone is like, Oh, you got to get this LinkedIn tool that irritates the fire out of people by doing these instant messages or, <laughs> or, Oh, you got to get this email drip tool that spams people. When the reality is you just walk into a business and I'll tell you this story. This, this happened to me Tuesday. I told myself of oh, two weeks ago, you know what? I haven't used my app for myself hmm. to do cold call visits. I better just, you know, I better go do this, right? I better go, you know, uh, use and eat my own dog food, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I wonder if I could talk about or share the traction book experience. I literally have, I have hundreds of these traction books. Yeah. And so I went out and I created a route. I picked the people I was going to, I had a wrote, I wrote a letter and put it with my thing. And I started going door to door, you know, old yeah. school, walking yeah. in. I had one guy run me out is was only one of eight visits that I had someone that was rude, but the last visit was a roofing company. I walk in and I remembered that one of the employees used to work for me. He's now their controller. He worked for me like eight years ago and I asked for him. He was not available. So I was like, you know what? I got a stall here. So I use an old school sales tactic. So, Hey, can I use your restroom for a minute? So I go to the bathroom, I stall lo and behold, I walk out. There he is. We greet each other a long time. No see, we catch up. And I said, I wanted to drop this book off to your boss. And I didn't know if there's any way I could speak to him. And he said, dude, yeah, Don's a great guy. Next thing you know, he pulls Don out. Don's got a mouthful of food. He's eating. He sees the book and I start talking. He grabs my arm, pulls me to his office and he points at the chair and he goes, sit down. Nice. And I have a meeting with him tomorrow. I mean, nice. and, I, and that, that was a, just a realization that, man, I got to tell people about, you don't even need our app to go visit people. Just go visit people, you know, because your yeah. business can grow if the people in your community know what you sold. Absolutely. But that uh, talking about, you know, the courage, the courage to lead, that's one of the big things a lot of people have to get over, right? Oh, is yeah. presenting yourself. It's easy to hide behind LinkedIn. It's easy to hide behind uh, the email apps and things like that. Walking up and talking to somebody and say, here's, you know, 
hi, my name is, and here's what I do. That's scary. Yeah, it's just like, uh, you know, if you haven't done a push-up in, in years and you go and do that push-up, it's hard. You right. just got to do the reps. Yep. You got to do the reps. I promise you it's not as scary at 10. It's not nearly <laughs> as scary as one, you know, once yeah. you get to 10. And even if you, you know, I, I, you know, I, I had a little video series I used to, I used to push uh, for my customers just to help with that because, you know, the first time you do it, this is what's going to happen. You're going to start sweating. You're going to start feeling nervous. <laughs> but if you are an aware person and you're just aware, Hey, I'm nervous. Why am I nervous? Well, I'm going to talk to someone that I've never met before. And if you start just to really unpack it, um, it's no different than you're standing on a ledge and you want to jump into a raging river that you can totally survive the fall, but this, the, the step is yeah. scary. Right. And so Absolutely. you just literally have to play a mind game, just, just uh, step into it and do it. And I will tell you, Harlan, if you have an audience member that is scared and shy, when they get a win, it is like taking the best drug you have ever taken in your life because the dopamine hit that you yep. get uh, for when someone, when you're doing these cold calls and everybody's saying no or whatever, but you get that right person that says, Oh, tell me more. Yeah. And you have a conversation with them. Yep. And then it's like, Oh my God, what could I do? There's these, they're everywhere. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I look at businesses as banks which you have an account in that you just don't know the password to log in and get your money. Yeah. And you just walk in and saying, Hey, uh, you're trying to figure out the password and the password is simple. It's not, Hey, what's my password? You get in my bank account is what do you need help with yeah. in this business? And does it match anything that I offer asking the right questions? It's just, it's just like getting the password. Yeah. I can't, I get the password. I log into the account. I get my money and, and move, but um, I, I, I look at, I look at cold calling is, is a sport. You know, I'm not into football or professional sports, anything to me, it's a sport. It's fun. It's nice. yeah, you can make money, but I'm telling you the adrenaline hit way far exceeds the, 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 the monetary hit. Nice. Very cool. So where did you find your courage to get out there and start door to door knocking and, and selling? Where did that come from? Um, I, 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 I would have to say the confidence that I got with a, a good sales mentor that helped me learn, helped me, the, helped me understand that I could sell. Okay. And that, uh, you know, so many people just make sales out to be such a ugly career path. Yeah. And so they, they, they get in for hot split second and get a little uncomfortable and they'd run away. And yeah. oh my gosh, uh, you know, that's, you know, but I, I get it when you start something new, that's uncomfortable. It does make you want to run away. And that's the natural thing. I mean, and why does that happen? It's, this, it's, it's, it's old caveman thinking, you yeah. know, if we are in, if we were, you know, living in a, in a uh, cave together, we had a small tribe, you know, you kind of didn't stray from the normalcy because you could be kicked out of the tribe for being the oddball because, right. you know, the oddball guys got yourself killed, right? Yep. 
you don't want some sloppy <laughs> caveman hanging around the, the, the cave who's not paying attention because he can get your butt eaten or something. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that was, a, it's, it's, it's good to understand that the feeling of uh, being nervous, the feeling of not feeling um, confident, those are natural in ingrainedness of our yeah. caveman brain that, that stops us most of the time. Exactly. But I think there's also the, um, the, the history of the, you know, this is not a career path that you probably want to do. These people are, they're slimy. They're, you know what I mean? It's beneath you. It's all the, the butt of the jokes. If it's not lawyer jokes, it's sales guys jokes, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So trying to get past that, but then to, uh, to start your own wireless company, I mean, there's other wireless companies at the time. How did you decide I'm going to do this on my own? Well, you know, uh, it, it, it's funny how you just, you just kind of going along. I, 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 I could have easily got wrapped up into having a, a veterinarian office. <laughs> I could have gotten an easy as I could have easily got wrapped up in selling cars. You know, I could have, you know, any of those things, it, it was an ad in a classified that I just happened to do. And, yeah. you know, I never stopped, you know, that's, what's, uh, you know, the, the fact that I, you know, I stopped selling phones in, in 2020 after starting in 94, it's just like, I did that for that long. Wow. What yeah. was I thinking? <laughs> but uh, that, that's something that uh, what I think is cool. What I hope to my experience, I hope to give to my boys is um, I want them experiencing lots of different things instead of just taking the first thing that came around. And that's kind of what happened to me. I just kind of leaned into the first thing that came around. And I never quit. But you found you were good at it. So that's yeah. easy then to stick with it. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But still to, you know, uh, absolute wireless, how many, you had 68 stores around the country. You're competing with some of the other big guys. How did, you know, I, to, to, to me, that seems crazy. Okay, there's already a bunch of people out there doing the same thing. And here's little old me going to start yeah, and honestly, I never, I never even looked at it that way. But you know, also, um, where I leaned in most is, uh, and where I get the most joy out of, of running my stores is, I had a large percentage of young, um, young men and women that would come to work for me from, of various uh, types of um, families. You know that a lot of. Uh, single mom homes, a lot of really troubled upbringings. And once you get someone and my favorite thing to do is I called it a how to win call. It's where I talked about our core values. And I say, listen, I mean, you can do anything in your life. If you learn how to sell, if you get good at communicating to people, if you get good at listening, you get good at just giving someone the impression that you actually give a damn about them. And you really make genuinely connections with people that, I mean, sky's the limit, like irrelevant, like all this, all the junk that they tell you in the news that's keeping you from being successful is junk. Right. Don't hear it. You, you have the possibilities to, I mean, and even what's, what I think is always amazing too, is like what we can learn from YouTube. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're struggling selling, 
there's so much content about how to sell on YouTube. You could not oh, consume it all. Even if exactly. you did it until you died, there's just so much content and it's all sorted on its relevancy. So you don't have to watch all, you just watch the main things. Right. And if you just follow the instructions, it's, it's written out for you. <laughs> Good deal. So uh, 400 employees at, at the peak um, and you built this culture which is amazing, right? And, and gave them the I care uh, uh, foundation for all of that. If I was to bump into any, any one of those folks on the street and ask them what type of leader you are, what do you think they'd tell me? What kind of oh, leader gosh. are you? Uh, I would be a mixture between crazy <laughs> and uh, inspirational and hard. I would probably be all three wrapped up into one. Yeah. Um, I'm a very driven person. I was up at the, uh, my alarm goes off this morning. I got up at, uh, four 30. I'm in the gym at, at five 15. I work out just about every single day. Um, I, I surround myself with awesome people. I don't encircle myself with losers. I, and, and I'm not saying this to be a super conceited person, but I believe that life is extremely short. Mm-hmm. And I want to make the most of the time I got. So I spend, I do amazing things with my family and my friends. And, um, you know, I, I just have a lot of joy in life to, to, to want to live it. Right. Yeah. And so, um, t- to me, you know, that's just kind of my being. Nice. Um, so what's next for you? I mean, you've done all this, right. You sold your, your program and stuff like that. You've got the new app out. What's next for you? Uh, definitely, uh, is, is to scale this and help other organizations. Uh, we have, a, a great little project that we're working on now nice. called sales hustle. And okay. we are helping, um, lead high energy sales meetings for sales organizations, uh, to number one, look at their scorecard every week because the numbers tell a story. If you want to increase anything in your life and it has to do with a number, if you look at that number, mm-hmm. I don't know if it, I don't care if it's your bank account, the number of clients you have, uh, the number of activities you do. If you just look at a number and you set, and you tell yourself, I want to increase this number, you can increase this number. And that goes for any business, not just sales. Absolutely. Any, but you have to know your numbers. You have to look at them on a weekly basis consistently. Yeah. Yep. And, and numbers are malleable and you just have to look at them, have a discussion. Hey, Harlan, I, I saw what you did last week. Good work, buddy. You know, we want to inspire sales people to push themselves to be the best I want them to spend the uh, 80% of their time on the right things that gets you the results. Um, We don't need to waste a lot of uh, sales energy on bad prospecting. We want to be super focused on target customers that, uh, that have the resources to buy my product. And so if you work with sales teams and, and do that, you'll, you'll do fantastic. I mean, one guy that I neglected to mention that I think I have his book somewhere. It's called, uh, you know, Jack Daly. Have you heard of Jack Daly? Yes. Before? Yeah, yeah. He wrote a book called hyper sales growth that I have somewhere. Um, and in that book is one thing I teach, uh, all, um, uh, entrepreneurial led companies 
that you cannot be the owner of a company and also manage outside or inside salespeople. You mm-hmm. cannot do it. Yeah. Um, and you can't do it because um, your energy is depleted when you're worried about payroll, worried about other issues in the enterprise. Right. And salespeople are very delicate energy beings and my energy. Uh, and, I, and I say this from experience because I've made enough of the mistakes where I was leading sales when things weren't going right in the business and that negative energy hurts the team. And so what I teach people is what Jack Daly has been saying for decades is you, you have to have another leader that is simply the energy, um, the, the energy master. He's, you know, yeah. we, we don't manage people. We manage energy, but it starts with our energy first. Because if my energy is right, then my team can have good energy too. That's a good way to look at it, energy. That's nice. So yeah, um, focus on those numbers. And, and again, I try to tell my clients, keep an eye on those numbers. Because once you do focus it, once you put a spotlight on those numbers, they seem to magically start working, right? Because yes. you're, you're paying attention to them. It's when you lose that focus that yeah. they drop. So very cool. The Call Proof app, is that available to anybody? How do, they, yeah, how do yeah, people get so it's in the app store. It's called Call Proof Plus. We have uh, two versions. We have the classic, which is like the old Coke, okay. uh, but we have the new. We have the new version that's uh, um, that's out there in the marketplace called Call Proof Plus. Anybody can you know s- sign up with an account and try it for fourteen days and and try their their hand at cold calling. You okay, know, the old school way back old in the day. School. You know that's how business was done. You okay. drove around your cart. And you'd see a stranger walking in the street and say, come on over here. I, I got something just for you. And you know what? Those people made a great living and you can go make a great living too. And this is something that I thought was just eye-opening from my experience on Tuesday when I, when I hit the streets. I had so many conversations with people and I don't know if I just looked the right way looked right or something, or had some kind of something that was working for me. I had a good shirt on or something, but you know, I remember back in the day when you just get, you couldn't get conversations with people because they were too busy or too distracted. Well, maybe it's because they're not used to seeing strangers anymore. Yeah. That's probably it. We've been behind, uh, behind our walls, right. Hiding out because of COVID. Yeah. So very cool. All right. And, and the call proof app is, is for salespeople, any certain niche that would use this or is it anybody out? Yeah. I mean, I, whether you do inside or outside, you know, we're really, we're really focused as an organization, helping people that do door to door. And they want to see people that are in or around their neighborhood to sell to uh, the great thing. That's uh, been awesome about this. When I sit down and uh, do a deployment with a company and they see, what the power is they're like, Oh my gosh, I could go to this market. I could go to this market and I could scale. Right. Nice. And, um, and that's what our, our tool does. And we have features in it that allow businesses to put training material inside the app. So hmm. if I, if I hire 10 guys in Austin, Texas to go, uh, sell software door to door, that's something yeah. that people are actually doing now they're awesome. selling software door to door. And it works. Um, And when they start realizing that they can hire independent salespeople to, to work in markets and sell like in that manner uh, it's, it's just a new strategy that uh, 
you know, I, I expect there's going to be a lot more door-to-door salespeople coming, coming forward. So look out, there's yeah. people coming, knocking <laughs> on your door. That's right. Wait for the docs. Very cool. Well, Robert, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? What's your, do you have a website? Yes. Uh, you can go visit uh, uh, callproof.com okay. or I'm easily available on the internet as well. You can email me directly at robert at callproof.com or if you're on Twitter, I'm on, I'm heartline. Robert is my uh, Twitter handle. Very cool. Very cool. Good job. Well, Robert, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast and stuff. Thanks for sharing all your, uh, your information about sales. Like I said, sales, I think is one of those, those areas that a lot of people misunderstand. Um, but it is the foundation. Yeah. You know, I, I was in a room one time and I asked everybody, how, how many of you people are salespeople? Only a couple of people raise their hands. It's like, how many of you are business owners? And they all raise their hands. I go, every one of you is in sales. Yeah, you just got to yeah. think about it differently, right? No, absolutely. Very cool. All right, Robert, thanks so much again for this. And uh, listeners, hope you guys are taking a lot of notes, a lot of good information here. Um, and go check out Callproof, uh, the app, and on the website. And uh, share this episode with your family, friends, and colleagues. And stick around, because there's always more coming. And that's it for me, Coach Harlan, saying so long for now. 